In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The Braves were five outs away. Now, game on. It's just one of them games that, you know, it, it's like it's 20, got to get 27 outs, man. You just knew it couldn't be this easy. The champs are not going to go down like that. This is episode nine of the AJC Braves Report podcast presented by Kroger. I'm Jay Black in Atlanta, and our team in Los Angeles is made up of AJC Braves beat reporter Gabe Burns and our columnist Michael Cunningham. And men, Braves country is uh, pretty much in full freakout mode right now, which is no surprise, but should they be? Gabe, we'll start with you first. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a really tough game for them. They were on the cusp of a, of a 3-0 lead. Um, that's happened 38 times, and uh, only once of the 2004 Red Sox has, has a team overcome that. And Braves would, you know, again, they hadn't even played a complete game up to that point. They really looked like they were going to be in great shape. So, uh, obviously, just a huge blow to lose this one. But if you can bounce back and win tomorrow, certainly that would help. But, obviously, this is a uh, just a brutal loss all the way around for them. Yeah, I can tell them they shouldn't be in freak-out mode. I can give them all the logical reasons. You know, the Braves are up 2-1. Uh, they don't have to win here in L.A. to win this series. Um, you know, they still have Freed lined up if they need them. They can still go back to Atlanta with the lead in this series. Those are all the logical reasons, but I know that the emotional reasons why people are freaking out because they were five outs away from being up 3-0, which is almost a guaranteed advance historically. And, you know, that's just a brutal way to lose. Um, Luke Jackson said he didn't think it was a bad pitch. I thought it was, you know, okay pitch, you know, that situation, and, and Bellinger hit it. So they have to come back tomorrow and, Again. All right, so we have a ton to dissect, but first, the AJC Braves Report podcast is brought to you by Kroger. Kroger is a proud sponsor of the Atlanta Braves, and Kroger has winning ideas for fans all postseason long with fun recipes and a great selection of party trays. If you're hosting a watch party, visit Kroger.com or go to your local Kroger store to cheer on the Braves as they battle for the A. All right, so let's get started with what went down in that eighth inning and that bomb by Cody Bellinger on some high, high, high one-two heat from Luke Jackson. The sad part is I do the same thing again i'm just curious why why that is uh i was trying to throw a fastball up and away i actually threw it better than i thought i threw it out of my hand i was like ah it's a ball it's too high and no it wasn't too high it was you know it's a good player put a good swing on it and pretty remarkable and michael you know for better or worse you got to give jackson credit he's going to stick with his guns yeah, I don't know if I would have phrased it that way. I wouldn't have changed the thing. Obviously, he would change not giving up the home run, but I understand his understand his point. He's okay with, with the pitch. Bellinger has it. Bill Bellinger actually had a bad, you know, regular season. He's been a little bit better in the playoffs, but even the Dodgers people are going to be a little bit surprised that, you know, he, he hit that pitch out. Um, just, just brutal. I think it was just, I don't know, just like Gabe was saying, it felt like the Braves were in control of this game. The, you know, the fans got riled up every time the Dodgers put somebody on base. The Braves kept getting out of those innings. Um, and you thought they were going to go on and win this game. And, and to not do it, you can sit here and say that it was it was an okay pitch. But, you know, Bellinger hit it out. Credit to him. 
just a just a brutal loss for the Braves. Here's what Bellinger had to say. It's not you know a hitter's hitter's uh, pitch right there, but uh, in the moment, you know whatever happened, I saw it and I just try to put the barrel on it and uh, continue to pass the baton. Gabe, I had to open up the mailbag for this one, and I got two questions from my followers that that uh, that, that need to be addressed, and then they of course are very late related. Um, why Luke Jackson? And how do we get rid of Snit and his horrible use of the bullpen? Uh, why were these decisions made tonight? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Luke, obviously, um, his game two performance was uh, not – he was a little shaky there. But Luke and Tyler Matzek have been so big for this team the whole year. Tyler obviously pitched a perfect ending today on his, on his 31st birthday. Uh, look, I mean, you're not, you're not going to be perfect every time out. That's the bottom line. And again, like Michael said, it was it was an okay pitch. It's not like you just hung one over the middle. And, and you know, a, a former MVP got a hold of it. I know Bellinger has he struggled with fastballs this season. He hasn't been the same guy, but um, players like him have a tendency to just you know step up and and come up with those hits. Bellinger won in the game in San Francisco with a hit, and, and he pretty much won in this one too. So. He came through big for him. I, again, I, I don't think there's anything you could say about really Snit or Luke Jackson. You look at the state of their bullpen, though. You you know you had to turn to Jesse Chavez after that, uh, and that's and that's, that's an issue. A, yeah, that, I mean that's that's not a position that you want to be in. Obviously, having Jesse Chavez face Mookie Betts with the game on the line. But again, I, I mean we're not overall. I mean, especially as far as Luke is concerned. I mean, just sometimes, sometimes the other guy is just better. I mean, to me, the bottom line, for better or worse, Luke Jackson's one of the best relievers on this team, and it's set up perfect. Morton gave you enough. You had Minner. You had Matzik facing the top of the order. Exactly your best releaser facing the top of the order. Mowed them down. Jackson and then your closer, Smith's waiting in the wings. Bottom line is Jackson just got to get the outs, and he was not able to do that. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's baseball. It happens sometimes. It's just, uh, again, uh, you can't. I mean, we're stating the obvious here, but that's just a, a really bad loss for them on a day that uh, could have been a really, really celebrated day for this team to go up 3-0 and be so close to advancing. The problem is they just – that's the depth in that bullpen. Those four guys, and then there's a clear drop-off point, like like we mentioned, when Jesse Chavez is coming in in the bottom of the eighth inning with a game on the line. The depth is just not there, and those horses are going to have to get the outs pretty much in every single game. As to why Will Smith did not come in earlier, Snitker said that he only wanted to use him for four outs. I, I respect the urge not to go totally all in, and I also respect his urge not to pull Charlie Morton too quick either when he didn't quite have it. I, I thought it was outstanding, the fact that what he went through in the first inning to get through five innings, that, that was huge for us. Um, and he kind of seemed to, I don't know, kind of got a second win, so to speak, um, and been through the ball extremely well. It was a rough first inning, and he was probably a hit or two away from not even getting through that. And then to give us five, I thought was outstanding. In some ways, I think that outing was very very rewarding um and in some ways it was just very it was just a very strange for me place to be it was like i was pitching in two different games almost morton walks six and still manages to get through five innings only giving up two runs michael would you have kept him out there one more uh no i think that was good i think it's like you said um you had the bullpen set up the exact way you wanted you wanted it there um I like Morton's quote. That really was a strange game by him. He um, it was looking pretty bad there in the first inning, and especially with the you know the aspect that 
you were saving him for this game. This is this is what you want him for. And he's your he's your most experienced guy. And he's out there struggling like he did. But um, yeah, I thought stuck, stuck with him for just the perfect amount of time. Everything was lined up the way it was supposed to go, and then just you know, Ellinger hits the homer. So there it is. Now this appeared to be a big play at the time, then unimportant, and now very important again. First inning. First batter, Eddie Rosario, and I guess he's thinking that Gavin Lux is a bad center fielder, which which turns out may or may not be true, but Rosario getting doubled off a of second base to kill that opening rally, and Gabe, you correctly pointed out on Twitter, uh, quote, at least they got the bad base running play out of the way early. Yeah, they've, they've done that, obviously, several times. Adam Duvall had a couple of pretty bad gaps. Uh, dates back to last year, uh, even game seven against these guys, there were base running errors. Um, I mean, you just can't do that. Um, ultimately, with so, with so much else that happened in the game, it was it was a footnote. But you're right. I mean, depending on what happens there, who knows? You have those you have those first two guys on, and, and you you kind of you must you squandered an opportunity there. And you know, who knows how different the game is if, if maybe that if maybe Rosario doesn't make that mistake there. Yeah, in the column that I was writing that I had to tear up, um, <laughs> I was noting that the Braves were making the kind of mistakes that they make, and they were still winning. Right, like this, this was this felt different. This game felt different up up until that eighth inning. Like the Braves made the miscues, and it, and it wasn't killing them. They were still hanging in there, and uh, I think that's another aspect that was disappointing this game. Like the Braves weren't playing perfect. Morton wasn't sharp. And here they were with this lead and uh, to not be able to hold it again. It's just, it's just got to be so disappointing for them. How close was your column to being finished in the bottom of the eighth inning? Oh, it was done. I was ready, baby. <laughs> and then control A and delete and start over. Yeah. Changed a lot, a lot of did to would have and could have. <laughs> yep. Now the fourth inning was, was very fun. Braves catch two huge breaks with Jock Peterson not getting rung up on a pitch that hits the corner, and then we're off to the races. Jock and Duvall and Dansby all with RBI singles. Walker Bueller walks in a run, and Michael Bueller certainly got off the hook tonight because I still think this could be a disaster of an outing for the Dodgers. They may pay for this later because they've used now 36 pitchers in four games, and, and this pace cannot continue. Yeah, that's another silver lining for the Braves if you want to look at it. The Dodgers had to use so many pitchers in this game, and um, and you got Urias, who last time out, you know, blew a save as a reliever. So, you know, how many innings are you going to get from him? Uh, they're going to have to ride him for as long as they can, probably longer than they want to if he struggles. So there is there is there is an opportunity there for the Braves um, to get into the Dodgers bullpen and to try to win them all, even though the Braves are, are pitching their own bullpen game. That you know, it's not necessarily going to be a mismatch. Um, the way that the state of the Dodgers bullpen, but yeah, you're right. Bueller's off the hook, much in the same way that Adam Duvall was off the hook for the Braves in the last series. Now, you know, nobody's going to remember that Bueller really did struggle, especially I mean, walking in that run. What are you doing there? You got to get it over the plate. So, um, yeah, we'll see if the Braves are able to take advantage of uh, LA's chewed up pin. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, it, it matters when you're talking about a series that's you would think going to go six or seven games at this point. I mean, it's, it's big. They've had to burn through so many guys. They're going to need – look, even uh, tomorrow, you know, Julio Rios is going for them. He just pitched in game two, and obviously he, he relinquished the lead doing so. But they need some length out of somebody. You know, coming into this game, Dave Roberts said they were going to lean on Walker Bueller. He had extra rest and everything. Well, they didn't get to lean on. That, that, that didn't happen. 
they ended up using eight relievers. Uh, so they, they need something from Arias tomorrow because obviously it's not really a sustainable formula for them. And, and on the flip side, the Braves are going to be the ones bullpenning tomorrow, and we'll just we'll see how that goes for them. We did find out that at least Freddie's okay. He's the type of player that can do that. I mean, he had a rough couple days. And I said, I think everybody forgot that, you know, three day, three games ago, he's the reason we're here right now. So um, guys go through that. It's just magnified this time of year, I think. Gabe, three hits uh, for Freddie and the world's back to normal. Yeah, nobody was really worried about him. It was obviously a really tough. Tough start to the series, 0 for 8, struck out seven seven consecutive times um, to start the series. But for him to come back, and he's the guy who got the single that started the fourth inning offense. So, uh, so yeah, it, the two-game slump, I guess, is what it was. People can kind of stop worrying about that. Uh, Freddie's credit's fine. All right, now on to game four. Oh, yeah, no, they'll be fine. I mean, they'll come out and they'll be ready to play. They're going to prepare as always. And, and um you know, we, we've lost tough games before and bounced back and done really good things. Michael, will they be fine? <laughs> um, we'll see, man. I, I don't know. It just, it's just such an emotional loss. The Dodgers stadium was so loud and rocking. You know, you kind of had them quiet for so long. Um, yeah, it's like I wrote my column. He's right that they have bounced back from things like this, but they've never done it here, right? They've never done it no. in L.A. This, is, this has been a place where they just, they lose all the time, and they finally were going to win. You know, have you know the biggest win here that potentially put them right on the cusp on the World Series and lose it like that. I don't know. I mean, they say they'll be all right, but they're going to have to do something that they've never done: not win here and win here after blowing the game in this fashion. So, you know, we'll see. Braves know it'll be a bullpen game tomorrow, but how? We'll look at the game today and the guys we used, and and. Um... You know, and then pair that up with guys we haven't used. So, um, uh, you know, we, we, we have good options. We have some really, you know, good options to, to start the game for a couple innings or something. But And then a lot of guys that are, are good to go. Gabe, I know this is almost going to be an impossible question, but what's your guess on uh, the order tomorrow? Well, they have a couple options. I mean, you could go with A.J. Mentor again. You did it last year as an opener. Which is still um, one of the most mind-boggling things I've ever seen with his three yeah, spectacular innings. It, it worked. I don't know that I would double down on it and do it again, but I could certainly see them perhaps trying it. Oscar Anoa is an obvious candidate for this. Uh, rest assured, you will see him at some point tomorrow, even if it's not as the starter. And same thing can probably be said about Drew Smiley. I think that Anoa and Smiley could be uh, pretty important guys here. Uh, the, if the Braves can get through this and, and those guys can co- both cover multiple innings, that would be pretty big for uh, the remainder of the series. Because again, it, it it would be a it would be a quite a surprise if the Braves ended up winning both of the remaining games here. So right now, it, you would think it's going six or seven. So you're going to need your guys rested. Do we Noah and Smiley have any? kind of length left or are they mostly now going to be like two maybe best case scenario three inning guys uh they're going to do whatever the Braves need them to do we know that they can cover more than two innings each so if if they're doing a decent job the the Braves won't hesitate to to let them go finally the series is following the same script as last year minus well 11 runs in the first inning in game three but the Braves win the first two and lose the third one. We feel good. We're confident. We're, you know, I think our guys, I, like I said earlier in the day, our, our guys are 
every year are getting more and more battle tested and and you know we we played a really good game out there today like i said a lot of really good things happened and and we didn't get one pitch back as we wrap up here for both of you are the braves still in the driver's seat or are they in trouble well they're in the driver's seat and they're winning the series and they're going to have game six and game seven if it comes to it at home so if you want to look at it that way sure if you want to look at it as maybe the Dodgers kind of got the adrenaline shot that they needed, I could certainly see feeling okay for both fan bases. I could see where the Braves fans would just say, well, you know what, if they can, if they can steal, even if they could steal one in LA, uh, you go back, you go back to Atlanta with a, with a series lead. And I could see Dodgers fans sitting here going, I mean, we already did it to these guys before. That's the type of win that maybe wakes the champs up and, if they win tomorrow, it's 2-2. It's a brand-new series, and anything can happen from there. Yeah, I think the two factors are, as I said before, or the two factors for the Braves to be positive. Braves fans feel positive about this. Like I said before, the Dodgers have chewed up their pin. And the other time thing is uh, the Dodgers really haven't solved their problems with scoring runners in scoring position. They left like, a lot of guys or hit hits with runners in scoring position. They left a lot of guys on base again tonight. They just hit two bombs, right? So – if you're the Braves, you're thinking, well, if we can get into their pen, you know, that's something we can take advantage of. And we still have been making pitches with guys on, with the, when the Dodgers have guys on base. So that's, you know, let's keep the ball, ball in the ballpark, which today, you know, that's supposed to be a pitcher's park. Those balls are carrying today. Uh, keep the, keep the balls in the ballpark and, uh, get into their bullpen and, and we can win this game and, uh, take control back of this series. <laughs> All right, the AJC Braves Report podcast is part of our wall-to-wall coverage, which includes the AJC e-paper. We give you more than just the score with insights and analysis in the after-the-game pages, which you can only get if you subscribe. And, uh, Men, what are you going to be writing about before Game 4 on Wednesday night? Yeah, I'm going to be writing just kind of more about some of the intricacies of what's been going on in the series and obviously kind of look ahead at, at who could uh, who could be starting for Game 4, and, and we'll take it from there. Just – about their um, their problems when here in LA and how it finally seemed like they they saw them. That's why I mean that's that's the emotional gut punch behind this, right? If, if they had any success here before, you could say, oh, you know, big deal. But the fact that they just and they just struggle to win here, it's um, it, it was an emotional punch for them. And I just, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see how they come back, especially since it's going to be an unusual game on both ends with. Uh, bullpen guys going out there all right reminder if you're enjoying what you're hearing please subscribe to us spotify google play itunes uh, as soon as apple gets around to it spread the word review us as well that's how we grow this podcast and continue to give you great coverage for free of the braves all postseason long on the ajc braves report podcast we'll see you after game four when you're looking for leading cardiac treatment Look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.